You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's The Musketeers After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's The Musketeers After Show. I feel like one day we're going to get the hey, right? Hey, guys. What's up? Hey. 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 Uh, we're never going to uh, get it right. Uh, it's too soon. It's like right away. But you know what's not too soon is this after show. Because here we are after the show. Yay. The Musketeers, episode four, The Good Soldier, season one of BBC America's Musketeers. I'm your host, Ryan Hooks. Joining me on the panel today, it's lovely in here as always. Are oh, you good looking ladies? I just, I can't handle it. <laughs> Lizard Maui to my left. Hey, guys. Kid Aquilano to her left. Hey, guys. No Yo Tigo this week. We miss you. We miss do miss you. you. See you next time. You guys should tweet her and say hi. Tell her our Yell TV. We love you. So this week's episode, The Good Soldier, I'm always interested in the complexities of a title. Because it like... seems like it's so simple sometimes, but every time a title is always incorporated into an episode. So, like, who's the good soldier? If you had to pick. One name. Um, Who's a good soldier this week? It's either... Uh, nope, one name. Not either. One. Aramis, because he learns a lesson. Aramis learns a lesson. He's a good soldier. Kate. Kate. You mean... I'm sorry. Liz. Liz. Yeah. I Kate, Kate went first. My answer. <laughs> I'm so Letting all the viewers know who is the one who said that. Um, I... I really, like... He wasn't, though, but I want to say Marsak, because I feel like... He learned things too. He was the most committed to the. He long was the term. most committed. Yeah, he was trying to be good on behalf of his brothers. So in he, that his retrospect. intentions were good, but how he was doing, how he was getting there, mm-hmm. was a little it, shady. It was a little shady. Yeah, but oh, Aramis yeah. learned that. But you, you know, know that Treville could be the good soldier because he was doing his duty and protecting exactly. the Duchess. Exactly. That so. was why I said either. I was going to uh, say I either. Knew. I know. That's why I, th- I was. I'm with you. I knew where you were going. I knew the answer to the question. That's why I asked it. Yeah. Because I know what you're going to say. Anyway, <laughs> it was a great episode of The Musketeers. It was. Episode four. I liked it a lot. I, the writing is great on this show. Yeah. yeah. So one thing I do want to talk about really fast before we like go into too much about the episode is some of the people on YouTube this week. Yeah. We're giving us all kinds of little tidbits. Yeah. Um, so Mark W., thanks for tuning in, uh, made a comment about Alexander Dumas and how he was the grandson of a slave. So he thought yeah. it was really cool and interesting how in episode three, and they incorporated the fact that Porthos was from a slave upbringing as well. Yeah. Uh, and so that was a really cool, nice touch for the writers and all that to kind of tribute back to Alexander Dumas. Uh, also, Upper Moore left a comment on the fact that people were often buried in white. So that's why it was fitting for us to see Milady oh, in the Milady. white dress. Oh, okay. When she was, when she was about hung. to be hung, she was in the white dress that she was going to be buried in. We were de- we were thinking like maybe. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that was a a good thing. And also, one thing that she really liked that we didn't comment on last week, and sorry we missed it, but thank you for letting us know, um, the fact that Aramis did the prayer when they buried Maria. And that it's a little hint back to Aramis's past as well, based on the book and some of his early history, 
They also even threw in a little bit about D'Artagnan and his farm boy history because mm-hmm. that's relevant that he comes from a you know a lowly upbringing yeah. and is now in France and trying to become a musketeer. And one other thing that we got a comment on from Lata Azul, how all the other fans want D'Artagnan to have a hat. Damn right. But this week, they t- they attributed to it and they commented on it when he was playing the, the guard in yep. the prison. Yeah, I loved it. And Porthos says, you look good in a hat. You should wear a hat more often. And I'm just in there and it's You're just, just the three of us watching him going, ha, yeah. I get it. Basically, <laughs> Dart looks better in a hat. Yeah, so he little, does look good in those a hat. hats. Are great. I want a hat like that. I want a hat like that too. I want a. I want a I'd sword. Rock it out. Yeah, we're not cool enough for those hats. I feel like I should shave my goatee and like to a like a musketeer. Mustache. You mean like you shave, be shave like... your beard into an actual goatee? Yeah, Maybe. there you go. That's it. There you go. Uh, I <laughs> right. see that. Yeah. See what I did there? Yeah. Keep yeah, Take a little time. <laughs> It'll grow back by the time I even get here. Probably. All right. So episode four starts off with the king and the queen waiting for the Duke of Savoy. Um, for those of you who do not know, because pro- it's probably everybody, uh, Savoy is was in a point a territory in the southwest of France, just south of Lake Geneva, along the edge of Switzerland and Italy. Ah, fun fact. Yeah, fun facts about Savoy. Um, Wikipedia and Google know that. Awesome. Uh, it was a legit place. It was there for several hundred years. Um, there was competition between obviously the Spanish and the French to adapt Savoy as a territory. It is now modern-day France, so we know who won. In advance, you could have figured that out before the episode (laughs) happened, how it was going to end up. But they're waiting. He's keeping everyone waiting. Everyone is there. The Musketeers are there. The Cardinal's there. The King and Queen are there. Treville's there. Mm-hmm. It's all gang. No gang. Just waiting around just for this hanging out. Duke and Duchess. Well, party. Um, because that's, you know, it's his sister, the King's sister. He's yes. married to the Duke. So did, it's like a little homecoming. Did we get her name? Because I keep calling her the Duchess, 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 Duchess. They just called her the Duchess of yeah. Savoy. Uh, her real name is Phoebe Fox. Okay. So great job, Phoebe Fox. Very good And job. also uh, Vince Regan. Phoebe Fox. Phoebe Fox. Vincent Regan played the Duke of Savoy this week mm-hmm. uh, for his little cameo. His his first name was Victor. They gave they said Victor when yeah. he yes. came up, and then the king kissed his sister, um, which is good because we're getting a lot of little tidbits about who's related to who as well. Yeah, because we also know that there's some relation to France and Spain, and that's why they have a treaty. Yes, apparently and the queen is Spanish. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes, so it's Queen very Anne. Very complicated. We need a map. Yeah, they have maps. I mean, like a family tree. They yeah. have those. Yeah, we, we should need, put one together. We need one. Like as in, look, look it up on Google. <sighs> Fine. Or if you guys have one at home, you can send it to us. Yay! Perfect. Perfect. Done. Yeah. So there's a lot of relation, and that was a, a very common thing for I think royalty in this time frame mm-hmm. to marry family to other royalty because then they keep the royal blood royal. Yep. And then you gain more territory. You gain alliances. Or you have spies. Or you have spies. Awesome spies. That is an awesome, actually, idea to have your sister be the spy to this territory that you're trying to acquire. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll get into that. So, while we're waiting for everyone to show up and they're hugging and all that, we see a bunch of spies in the woods, very ninja assassin-like, and they take a shot. D'Artagnan's the only one who seems to notice a rustle in the bushes before it happens. Oh, he oh, fell too late. Yeah. Oh, well. But, but he's the fastest one to get there, too, when he's chasing oh, yeah. him down. Dude yeah. knows how to run. Yeah, he does. He's a farm boy. <laughs> and so they took a shot. Sadly, the servant number one took a hit. Dies. R.I.P., man. Took a hit. What's what? What is ever like? There's always the soldier in like Star Trek where he's like the guy in red. And the guy in the red, yeah. yeah the guy, well, he was wearing red. Yeah, he was. He always, red. always gets killed because he's not relevant to the storyline, and we don't even get a name for him. But that guy, there. that so guy died. The, we run him down. 
And this this is actually my favorite part, and I sent out a Twitter message before the episode. I was super stoked that J.J. Field made a cameo appearance this week on the episode. Uh, he played Marzak, who, as Aramis catches him, and we find out that he was a musketeer mm-hmm. yeah. who deserted five years ago. And that there was a massacre. There was massacre. A, a massacre that 20 musketeers got killed. Only Marzak and Aramis survived. Marzak saved Aramis, actually. Right. Marzak kind but, of brought... Aramis to the side, and then he didn't go back to fight. Right. Aramis was wounded. He couldn't go back. But he like, hid, he and then couldn't. to his everlasting shame, he, he Watching them all get slaughtered. And, and he was sitting alone with the dead people in a creepy manner. And he kind of I thought you just said cookie manner, and I got like, creepy manner. like what? Really? Cookie no, and, or creepy? Like, anyway, J.J. Field, uh, he was recently on another after show that I did for Turn. Mm. Uh, I was an AMC drama about the American Revolution. He's a fantastic actor, and I'm sad that he's only in one episode of this, actually. <laughs> yeah. Like, I would have loved to see J.J. Field in more episodes of Musketeers. Yeah. He's kind of perfect for, like, the time pieces, you Oh, know? yeah, he's got a That's great look. Just he's, that. A, this is, he's great. He's very, and he plays sort of, he's sort of villainish in turn as well. Um, he's one of the British generals who's famous for being very manipulative and and British and very smart and like knows everything about everyone <laughs> oh, okay. all the time and has a lot of hands at everything and uh, historically that character is really great he sounds that. kind of like uh, that show's version of the Cardinal sort of yeah the Cardinal definitely has his yes. hands yeah. and everything yeah so well, we find out that basically they're there and they're looking for a person by the name of Cluzet. Mm-hmm. Who we don't know who Cluzet is yet, but we find out later who Cluzet might be, maybe, sort of, possibly. I find it funny that his name like sounds like Clue. clue. Like we need to find Clue. What's the Clue? Zay. Yeah. Okay. And basically, the reason that Marzak <laughs> is there and the, the attack, they're trying to find out the truth about what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's been missing for five years. I mean, this is like he explained to him. He's like, "This has been my life." Like, you need to, you owe it to me to listen to me because I know what I'm talking about. Like, that's where I went this entire time. For the last five years, I've been looking for the answers, basically. Yeah. So, at this point, Aramis and him are debating, talking. Aramis isn't sure what to do, but D'Artagnan shows up. Of course. Well, and it's interesting to me. I like this because, so last week, D'Artagnan with Athos. Athos, yes. They had their little moment. And uh, this week, it's D'Artagnan and Aramis. And then mm-hmm. next week, by the looks of the preview, it's going to be Porthos. So I think each week, D'Artagnan is, like, growing in with these guys yeah. and they're becoming friends. And because yep. and they need to learn that they can rely on him. And so he's, you know, he can trust them. Yeah. That's what musketeers are all about, guys. It's all about being friends. Yeah. And, and in good. a way, like, they're all main characters. But, I mean, I really feel like the show is, like... I mean, it doesn't center around him, but he is, like, almost more of a main character than I feel like the other guys mm-hmm. at this point because we're trying yeah. to get to learn him, and it's his learning experience as he's becoming a musketeer. So it's always important. He's got to go on a journey with one of the guys. I hope he goes on a journey with Travel. Oh, good. I'm sure it's coming up. Should be. We'll find out. If Travel's still alive at the end of this episode. Mm. Mm. I love we're not Travel. there yet. We're not going to give... We're going to spoil things here they on After Buzz TV after shows. They know. They already know what's going on. If you're tuning into this... And the show hasn't been watched. What are you doing? What are you doing? Pause, Pause right now. And then come back. Yes. What you should do right now is we'll you should go onto iTunes and you should rate our show and talk about how awesome it was for the first 11.18 <laughs> minutes. 20. Okay. 21. Anyway. And give us our stars. Tell us what you think. Leave us comments. Mm-hmm. I was giving shout outs earlier to YouTube. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. After Buzz TV. Means got like a 100 plus shows uh, going on. Stuff. Tons and stuff. Over Marissa's here like. All day. Every 60 day. 60 hours. A day for like seven days a she week. She somehow stretches the twenty-four hour period into like twenty-six. She's we got a TARDIS. Special talent. She's special got a TARDIS. 
for time space continuum. I'm sorry. If you watched <laughs> last week, you'll get that. If you didn't, Kate, we're sorry. Uh, Still don't get it. Nope. Uh, nope. Nope. It's okay. Still you're not so gonna. Cute. You're so cute, and that's what matters. Uh-huh. Um, that's all. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you guys being here. Let's get back to the show. Yeah. All right. So, again, Marzak is trying to find the truth, basically, of what happened. And I, I like that this kind of puts a black spot on some of our characters. Because, you know, you think about them as musketeers and how great they are and how honorable they are. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we see last week that, you know, Athos has a little bit of a dark past and yeah. some of the stuff that happened with him mm-hmm. following orders but maybe not doing what he th- you know, I, was the best. Or I think what's really important is we remember because when, you know, when I was growing up and I, I heard the musketeers but I never, like even before the <laughs> movies I didn't read the books or know what the books were about. Mm-hmm. But you always like picture these guys as like heroes. But then like this show breaks it down like these are human beings and human beings are flawed and human beings have stories to tell. So I love how like the episodes so far have been really you know, we learn more about the characters individually, which makes us grow to love them more. Mm-hmm. And it just, it makes a show, so, like you said, the writing is amazing. Yeah. I love this show. So. And, it, and it's also, too, because it's like their past. Like, they made decisions at a time where they thought it was the right thing mm-hmm. to do. And now looking back, it, maybe it wasn't. You yeah. Know? And they, we get this little scene with the Cardinal and Treville. And basically, he's, Treville's blaming the Cardinal for this attack on the Duke of Savoy just because of the stuff that happened five years ago. And, you know, so they have they have this this past, and it's interesting because we've always seen Treville and the Cardinal kind of at odds, and how they disagree with each other, and how each other work with the King, and how they interact, and mm-hmm. their methods basically. But this is an event that ties them together. So technically, there's a point probably that they maybe were good friends, maybe had a relationship, maybe in the maybe. past, and something happened. I mean, maybe this was the event that happened that broke them apart mm-hmm. in different directions. Yeah. I mean, yeah, ultimately they, they both represent France and they both have the best interests of France in mind. They go about it a little differently, but maybe, like you said, they were on the same path at one point. Yeah. Well, I think the Cardinal's interests are more in himself mm. with France. Yeah. More so than Treville's are in the benefit of France. Yeah, no. There's definitely like a, a difference between, I don't want to call him evil, but I mean. What a little bit. Yeah, he's definitely he's definitely into it more uh, for himself, and it's interesting to see. That's why it's like it's actually hard for me to imagine that they would have had some sort of close bond. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like they have always had uh, some kind of working relationship. I guess Maybe. they I mean, have well, to. They have to. They're always together. They are. They're working underneath the the king, the king. for France. I mean, you're going to have to have that relationship, and whether or not you like the person, you know. So I agree. We will find out. All right. So basically. They go to the Constance's house next because we continue on our procedural path. We just chug right along. Um, I do, I do like that though. I actually now the more that I'm watching it, like I was like, oh, procedural, but like it's cool because I always feel good about the way the episodes end. Mm-hmm. All yeah. four episodes. I didn't is, mind that it was procedural this time, but there wasn't. I always want like a little. Crumb there wasn't as much this of week. Something that's overarching, and we didn't get that this week. Yeah. Well, we did a little bit though. I think more than anything in the what? Constance and D'Artagnan thing. Oh. Bit. Because yeah, basically Constance bit. wants to learn how to shoot and fight because she wants to be with the guys and, you know, mm-hmm. it's unfair. She's awesome. And she also, when she kicks D'Artagnan out, because in the next scene, basically they bring Marzak to Constance's house and basically they say he's a friend, he's a musketeer, but they actually lie and say he's a cabinet maker. And he starts uh, naming wood. And he's, yeah. like, he's like, chestnut. Mar- Wait. Uh, <laughs> I can't even think of lots other of woods. 
that wood. He's like mahogany, oh, oak, chestnut, chestnut, and then they just look because that is not that is not a wood. And he's like, yes, lots of. Wood. I'm very artistic. <laughs> great, I'm great with wood. Great with wood. <laughs> so, and then basically, she gets mad at him though that they lie about who he is, and she she's. I think she's not mad at the fact that they brought this guy here, but more that the fact that they didn't trust her. Exactly, yeah. she loves the adventure, and that's she why she's not really going to kick D'Artagnan out of the house. But she loves this, she's the this, threat, the feel of control. I mean, I think it's she that, wants to be a part of the gang. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, exactly. She she just wants. It's like, look, if you're going to drag me into this crap every single time, the least you can do is trust me a little bit more. Like that, I can I can help, even if I'm just like storing a guy in my house. Where's the husband? Yeah, who he's cares? Off trying to make money because they're poor. <laughs> All right. So, it's yeah, actually interesting. There's a uh, so talking about adventure. There is a, a play version of the Three Musketeers. There's mm-hmm. an adaptation, and in the play version, they have a character of D'Artagnan's sister. Huh. Uh, oh, her really? name is Sabine, and she like wants to be part of the gang too. And she's like the annoying little sister that's like running around with them and like trying to that's help cute. fight. And like at the very end, they do an all for one thing, and she's there. And, <laughs> It's a cute little moment. So, like, it's it's interesting. Are we going to have, like, D'Artagnan's long-lost sister show up well, in, like, I mean, episode 10? There's not a real sister in the book. They added her for the, the play for theatrical oh. purposes. They could add it for the TV show. We, we'll find out in several weeks, hopefully. There we go. Maybe. I think so. Where was I going? There was a method to my madness, and I don't know where this <laughs> Sorry, is. That's okay. So, um, basically, there was an attack, and Marzak is talking about this more with Aramis. Um... And Treville's mad at everyone. He's yeah. mad at the Musketeers because Porthos and Athos and Aramis and Nobody's, D'Artagnan. Nobody no one caught him. You guys are supposed to be the best of the best. D'Artagnan slipped on wet grass, yeah. guys. Just the way you said it, like, I slipped on I wet slipped. grass. And I also, like, really love... I sl- slipped. <laughs> and just going back real quick, I really love his, like, thing when he, when he got involved in uh, with um, Aramis and... Um, and Mar- Marsak, you know, just just the way he's like, if this gets me hanged, I'm going to take it very personally. <laughs> like, I just, I love his little witty quips. Oh, D'Artagnan, you're so <laughs> clever and cute. Oh, D'Artagnan. Oh, Luke Pescolano. Yeah. What are we going to do with you? <laughs> but at this point, Athos and Porthos have been assigned to watch the Duke mm-hmm. uh, to keep him safe mm-hmm. and guard him against future attacks. Even though at this point, also, the Duke thinks that France set up the attack and it was actually a right. secret ploy. Um, and I was actually, with watching this, I was like, what, where are they going to go with this? Like, is it the Cardinal really trying to do something? Because I know there's a lot of talk with the Spanish in the past. And, mm-hmm. you know, now that there's this hint that he may actually side with the Spanish, the Spanish would offer more money. Mm-hmm. And this is when we meet Cluzo, um, played Cluzet. by Simon. Oh, I'm sorry, Cluzet. Cluzet. Played by Simon Paisley Day. Um, he's been imprisoned. He was basically one of the, the mate generals. Cardinals. He was a chancellor. Chancellor. chancellor that's there was a C word that I was looking for. He was yeah. a chancellor to the Duke of Savoy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he was getting information, giving information. He knew about where the musketeers were stationed because apparently there was an alleged attack that was planned by the musketeers, supposedly. Supposedly. Treville would never do such a thing. Well, they were supposed to. The, the whole thing was they think that the. Oh, we're not there yet. I know. I'm skipping ahead, but we were talking about Clouset and it was just there. Yeah. There's a reason Cluzet is so they important gonna, to yes, this whole he's, thing. Yes, he's the the pin that holds us all together. Yes, he yes. connects all the dots. He knew about this, or he didn't know about this, but he gave word to the uh, Duke that there was this plan to essentially assassinate him and replace him with his brother. 
with his son. son. As, no, no, that's later. At the end, the very last thing the cardinal says to the king is that his their son will make a great yeah, king one day. Yeah, they said that, that he, was always that was the plan to French, kill him and oh, put, his, son? put his son in place. I apologize, ladies. And the son was probably like a month old, so basically yeah. the king's sister would basically be making all the exactly. decisions. Exactly. Oh, foreshadowing about the king's sister and who she could do to run the show? Seriously, pause it. Go watch the show. We're not ruining things for you. <laughs> I didn't ruin Not you. Anything. I'm talking about, like, people who are listening. They know. know. But in the future, she, I mean, she's a game changer. I mm-hmm. think that she's, I mean, we saw it in this episode that she plays a part really well. She loves her yeah. husband. And loves her husband. She, she loves her husband. I love my husband. Did, but, does she love her husband, do you think? I, I think, think she, loves she actually does. I think so, too. But she's very loyal to her brother and, and to France. where she comes from, which is France. I come from France. <laughs> All right. So the Musketeers, though, know something is up. And they basically ask D'Artagnan and Aramis about what's going on. I love it. Athos is like, you guys were you guys were. Lying. What's up? He's we like, know. I know yeah. you too well. I was like, yeah. really? And D'Artagnan's just like, if you don't tell them, I'm going to tell them. So, it's just that so, that moment of just so childish. Yeah, but Athos said to tell him we should tell him. We should totally tell him, guys. But it's Athos, guys. We have to tell him. Yeah. I mean, if Athos asks me a question, I'm telling him. All right, mm-hmm. and I do like this part because it, it, they brought up interesting points when they're telling him about this background and Marzak, and you know they have him under house arrest. But I liked what Athos said in this point because he said, "Have you given any consideration to what if this is true?" Yes. Mm-hmm. If Treville really was involved in this plan then that got Musketeers killed, what next? Mm-hmm. What? Do you, where do you go from here when you have that kind of information? Are you better? And Porthos is better. I think doesn't want to know. Right. Yeah. They all um, look up to the captain so mm-hmm. much, and of course they don't. Especially want to. Porthos because this, he kind of saved him. Right. This is after they beat the crap out of the drunk guy at the bar who was a Savoy soldier. Oh yeah, and they get all the information about. Yes. And then freaking. Marzak kills him before they get every little bit of information out. Yeah. Which is but that's fun. where they hear Treville's name and they're like, no, he would never be Can't. in on it. It's an, it's impossible. And I, I like how they just go and confront him. Yeah, well, not quite. I mean, first, uh, Aramis and, does right. a little snooping. A little bit. <laughs> well, I, I like that they say, Aramis, you could figure it out. We'll let you. We're not going to stop you. Mm-hmm. We're not going to help you, but we're not going to stop you. Yeah. So, and they get the information again from the... the, the Drunk guy. Marzak finds this drunk guy in a bar who's running his mouth about stuff that he did. Uh, and they get this information about the plan that we talked about to basically kill the Duke. And they actually just killed the soldiers. Mm-hmm. And the, the location was given out by Treville on order from the king. It was complicated. But it's, it's complicated. <laughs> it's a bunch of, like, I really didn't get what was going on until maybe, like, the last quarters. 10 minutes. We had to rewind yeah. it a little bit. A couple times. Yeah. <laughs> we liked it, though. That's great. That's complexity that's, in writing. Yeah, exactly. And that's, like, overlapping characters in development and mm-hmm. an arcing storyline, which makes for a very interesting watch because mm-hmm. you have to, like, really focus. I like when I really have to focus and pay attention. When you're just like, oh, I know what's going to happen next. Yeah. That's not fun. And this show, the, I definitely don't know where it was going. Or if you don't know, like, you don't figure it out, to, like, towards the very end. Like, right. With the stuff with the Duchess. I didn't necessarily see it coming. Mm-mm. I mean, it was sort of there, but, you know, it's not something you were like, oh, yeah, that's the obvious, be, yeah. the obvious answer. So I like that. Right. I'm good. I'm excited. I like that. <laughs> I'm so glad you're excited I'm about excited that. I'm excited about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the Duke, though, is mad about all this stuff that he's learning, mm-hmm. um, and he basically wants to fight Athos. He's not going to sign he's the treaty. He's going to duel. Yes. He's not, I gonna... didn't see what the point of this little act was. Like, why did he want to fight? Really, there wasn't enough. Athos. There wasn't enough sword fighting in the episode. They needed to. Put they needed another in. sword fight. <laughs> well, and it was Basically, though, re- like 
basically. Yeah. And so they said he's not going to sign the treaty if he wins. He's going to leave. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to go home immediately, and you can't stop me. Basically, is what he says. But it's I, I like that they fought. Athos wins, of course, because well, like he's clearly the, he's going to fight Athos. Is the he, best. Put up, he put up a good fight, though. I know. Yeah, for old guy. We We're like for some dude who's just like sitting on his royal <laughs> derriere. For an old old overweight guy, he did pretty good. Yeah. So sort then, of. like Treville's mad at him for like not letting him lose as a gentleman. Well, he, he embarrassed him. Yeah. He like basically knocked, knocked him on his ass, and then he cut him. Well, yeah. It was that's hey, someone had to bleed. That was the rules. First one to bleed yeah. loses. Well, I know, but it was just the matter of how he did it because I think didn't he already like knock away the He knocked his sword away. He already he knocked, knocked the down. sword away at that point before knocking him down. He could have just like could have poked you, cut poke, his finger instead of you. slicing his chest. He wanted to duel, guys. That's all I'm saying. Well, it was no. Well, here's the interesting part though, and I caught it a little bit later when he goes. He goes and apologizes yeah. to him basically. Basically, for everything that happened, and you know, he's a little overzealous mm-hmm. in the fight. But the Duke comments that he could see in his eyes that he wants to kill him. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to me because I, all I could think about was as a musketeer, how mad is he about these other musketeers getting killed? He wasn't there, but at the same time, those were probably his friends mm-hmm. sure. or people that he knew. And if they were killed and he's finding out that this guy was involved, he might want revenge in some fashion. Yeah. I think he would absolutely want revenge. I think the musketeers were very important to well, Athos, and he, you know. Well, know. I mean, he's kind of like the leader that, when Travel is not in command, it's he's kind of the leader yeah. of the group. So. Well, here's the other thing, though, that I thought, and you may want to chew on this for a second. Okay. That the Duke did it intentionally to see if someone was really trying to kill him. If the musketeers or if Cardinal were involved... This is a chance. If they wanted to kill him, here you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's let's sword fight. Oh, oops, I slipped and stabbed him. Oh, yeah. oops. You know, it was Maybe. almost like checking. Yeah. It was like a test to yeah. see if, I mean, granted, he probably could have ended up dead very easily. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Athos sort of cut him, but it could have done a lot worse. Yes. So he kind of maybe sees that there is trust there, that he can trust the musketeers to protect him. And more importantly, he can trust his sister. I'm sorry, the king's sister, his like, wife. His wife. The, the, I'm sorry, the duchess, who's the king's sister, but... There's yeah, already enough integration with marriage here. We don't need to make it more gross. Let's complicate it. <laughs> but also, during that whole fight, meanwhile, Aramis yes, is breaking into Travel's office, trying to find out what kind of documentation they have from the incident five years ago. And surprise, surprise. That's the only one missing, which doesn't f- make any sense. I feel like there's probably not adamant record keeping in this time frame. I know he's like he's meticulous in his filing. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> he hand writes everything out. He's or got what? the quills his ready. Yeah, that's but, uh, that's how he gets it done. But during when Aramis goes to apologize to the Duke, Porthos, he, huh? Porthos is there. No. Oh, I'm, when Athos, Athos and Porthos are there, they see the scar on the yes. Duke's back. And Aramis said during the fight five years ago, I wounded the leader. He would have a scar on his back. So it's like, what? what's going on? Now they're beginning to see, like. Which makes more sense for why the Duke is so good at sword fighting. Because he I was mean, older. Yeah. I mean, if you're in a small territory and you're surrounded by all these big countries, like, you're not even a country. You're just a territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure they're they all fight and they protect their homes and their oh, area. Oh no no no! I know that, but I mean he's still one of the higher ups. He's not doing a lot of the fight. I mean, look at the king. The king well, barely now. the king barely won against his five year old nephew. 
So, you know, and, and so it's the just The king is a child. The king is, is a five-year-old. Yes. But basically what I mean to say is that it goes to show that this man, I don't, the, the level of work that he did before he became a duke or whatever, but like obviously he had seen battle or he'd actually fought more than just for fancy show and fun mm-hmm. swordplay. So. so does that make you respect the duke more? I mean, not a, it's not a matter of respecting him. It's just a matter of like, obviously, I mean, it just makes more sense if he was there on the battlefield the day of the massacre, he was I, which I, surprised me that he personally would be involved in that. You think he would have a bunch of men or somebody that would just do the work for him. But the fact that the scar is there, meaning he was there, he gets his hands dirty a little bit. You know, I mean. Well, he probably, because he thought they were going to kill him. So he's probably like, I'm going to get revenge on yeah. like, this plan. Like, I'm not going to send someone yeah. to my place. Like, I want to do this. Yeah. Which I guess in, a, in that kind of sense, I guess I can respect him as a, like, you know, kind of badass. That's cool. Yeah. So he does his own dirty work. He doesn't just go. send someone else in his place. It's yeah. funny that you say that because the very next thing I was going to talk about is how the Duke has this guy doing his dirty work. Yeah. Boom in your face. Boom. Uh, we meet Gontard, my face played hurts. by Adrian Schiller. Uh, Gontard is basically the Duke's right hand man at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a servant, maybe a lot of things, confidant, anything. Mm-hmm. He's off looking for information about what's going on. Mm-hmm. They Trying fi- to see if they, they find Cusay. Yeah. Cusay. Well, I, I, don't know, I don't know if he knows really what he's looking for, but he gets worried about Cousay floating around. This guy that was their chancellor and has been missing for five years. They assumed he was dead. And they find out that the French have taken him, basically. Yep. I thought he's just a cake. Why do I keep in here in cookie and cake? Because you're hungry. hungry. I am hungry. Bread, cookie, cake. Brah. Yep. Cookie. C is for cookie. D is for Duchess. And the Duke for me. <laughs> okay. So they, at this point, though, the Duke is talking to the Duchess. Mm-hmm. And he's saying that he may want to side with Spain instead. And would she mind then? Yeah. She's like, like, she's a great actress. Yeah. She supports him. No matter what. No matter, no matter what. I stand She's not Milady, who I missed this week. Yes. No Milady. But. It's like the first episode we've had without her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She'll be back. Oh, obviously. Oh, she'll be back. Oh, <laughs> With a vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically they find out that the Cousay is in France and. The Duke is not happy. Uh, he just like confronts the Cardinal and the King. He's like. I am not signing this treaty whatsoever. And they're like, wait, why? Because you've been hiding Clouset. And they're like, you know what? I'll show him to you. And they go to the prison. And what? the cardinal follows. Well, we're sk- we're sk- we skipped ahead. We skipped a little, a little bit. bit. You're not quite there yet. They confronted Travel. Yeah, first. We talked about that. We were going out of order. You're, we you're out of order. Everybody's <laughs> out of order. All right. It's fine. Before that even happens, Marzak is back at the house with Constance. Oh, I hate the scene. Oh, yeah. And he basically tries to get his freak on because he's been alone for a long time. Luckily, D'Artagnan's there to save the day. Yes. Of course. Punches him, threatens to kill him. He should. I mean, come on. Holds this is her, like, cuddles her, you know. This is, this is France back then. They had to have some, like, the Moulin Rouge or something. I don't know. I don't know well, if that was the, there The yet. thing about that, though, is <laughs> what was interesting is this is last week we talked about Potentially uh, like a kiss or something, and this there is like was almost. There was like almost a kiss, but then There's they a didn't. They like teased us when yeah. she like leans in to tell him like teach, teach me how to shoot. I was like, just kiss yeah. him. No, I knew. I felt like there was a, there's too soon. It's too. We know what's gonna happen. Okay, it's definitely like we're putting a. Pin, let's put a pin in it. Yeah, but it's just it's one of those backstories that it's it's just gonna be. It's probably gonna be more worthwhile. And more gratifying have if we wait longer, which if we know, dangle the carrot just a little bit longer, just a little bit longer. I agree. Let's yeah. let's let's dangle that carrot yeah. and just give what, the audience a pair of blue balls. See what happens. Yep. <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you? 
She did. I did. It just got PG-13 in here. I did. Real fast. I did. All right. So the Treville goes to talk to the Cardinal because he had been accosted by the Musketeers, asking questions, and that's where mm-hmm. you were going. Uh, and basically they know about everything, and they're trying to get him to admit to it. Mm-hmm. But he wouldn't admit to it. And he basically, they know he's guilty of everything they have heard and right. have found out about. But Treville's talking to the Cardinal and talking about this event and how they are asking questions. And, you know, the Cardinal's just saying, handle it, handle it. But Aramis is there and overhears it. Mm-hmm. He then confronts Treville. Gets a couple punches in. I love that Treville. I was surprised that yeah, he, he punched him. I, I wasn't. But I, I, no, I was just surprised that Treville didn't act like he didn't see him there. Oh, he well, he saw him, but then he was like, he didn't him go. want the cardinal to know. That's what I mean. That Aramis was there and overheard. Yeah. yeah. So then well, you have to handle. And, and that. this sets up an interesting plot because this shows a division in our characters. Because Aramis reports back basically to Marzak, confirms everything. You know, hey, we need to report this. Let's handle this the proper way through the channels that have been appointed to us as soldiers and mm-hmm. you know authority, whatever. Nah, Marzak's f that. Let's go kill him. Yeah, well, no, he just said that, you know, there I have a quote here written here somewhere, but it was just basically like, we need we need justice for this. Like, we need, you know, we need to kill him in order to, in order to obtain justice, and that's how we're going to do it. And he doesn't really, well, he reiterates it after he knocks him out. Yeah, and then he <laughs> knocks him out because uh, Aramis doesn't agree with his ways. No. With a vengeance. Yeah. I mean, Aramis has also been around Treville for the last five years. He probably has a much closer relationship or bond with him than um, Marsak ever had. So yeah. yeah, at this point, at least. Yeah. Because Marsak died mentally in that field five, five years, years ago. ago. So he said. But yeah, so this is, again, where you're heading as well. The Duke won't sign the treaty because the Cousay had been taken by the Cardinal and they, wanted, they have information about where he's being held. They're going to go check it out. They all storm off. And I love the part where the king's like, are we supposed to follow them? Yeah, I love that. And he's, he's like, like, I think, uh, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> like, even funny if they wouldn't have followed him, they just, like, shut the door. All right, well, good luck. Have fun. Bye. Sweet. Go check out the jail by yourself. Right. <laughs> so this is where our plot takes a turn, though, yeah. because we get the Duchess showing up to the musketeers, basically telling them, hey, Cousay is being held. Um, everything you know is true, but... You need to get there before the Duke and the Cardinal do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's life, basically for the sake of France, including my life, yeah. is on the including line. Including me. Yeah. For sure. And of course, Musketeers, to the rescue. Switch out some prisoners. The race mm-hmm. is on. Yeah. I Definitely. love the little Cardinals trying to stall. Did the Cardinal know that they were going? No. Or he not, was just he, stalling he see, outside. He had a moment. He had a moment of recognition because he was stalling outside. Yeah. He was stalling inside. And as soon as he saw D'Artagnan as the jailer, yeah. he was like, go right in. Go in. Ooh. Go ahead. There was just like this moment on the Cardinal's face where he was like, what? Oh, okay. You sure. guys are already here. I, I think it's like Good the j- first time that he's ever been grateful for, for the Musketeers. musketeers. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. The just, thing is... The, Irritated me the most, though, and this is great acting on the Cardinal's part here. Like how smug he got when they were in the As, prison. Yeah, like just immediately just became yeah. this smart ass. And well, like, well, I guess you there? didn't know. Yeah, what were you doing? And the Duke gets all mad at his what's that guy's name? His right hand man. Oh yeah, uh, Guntard. Uh, yeah, Guntard. Yeah. How Guntare. dare you give me wrong information? <sighs> he fit the description. That was nice. They got a guy that sort of matched mm-hmm. at least. Yeah. All right. So the plot continues to thicken. <laughs> and Parth- Porthos just better with the hat. <laughs> yeah, he, I love that. Too. Again, we commented on it earlier, but yeah. like just a little, just a little hint. You yeah. guys, you look good in a hat, D'Artagnan. Yeah, he does. And that was a crappy hat. Like, imagine how good he's going to look in a, in a musketeer hat. Yeah. It's a great hat. Mm-hmm. Some nice leather hat. Mm-hmm. All right. So Marzak goes to Treville, 
and Aramis shows up just in time to stop him from shooting him. And this is we get a little more of our final information about mm-hmm. everything that happened. You know, and the reason that everyone was sold out was to save the Duchess because she's been spying for King Louis. And yeah. he she was more important than the Musketeers lives. Yeah. Well it was it was more that Clouset was a spy for Spain. Mm-hmm. And he started getting suspicious when all this other information was getting brought to France. So that's why he went missing as they come to find out, because they had to protect the yep. Duchess. You never yep. know when you're gonna need a Spanish spy. Exactly. And uh, you know, yeah, he was kind of the main part. That's why they had to go there is to capture Clouset. Exactly. And uh, that was the whole distraction. That was the whole thing for the massacre we find out is we just needed a distraction to kidnap Clouset, which is such a sad waste of musketeers. But at the same time, <laughs> like, that's what they signed up for, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Well, not to really maybe not. Well, I know, but speech, you're a soldier, but... and you, you, as a soldier, but you commit what... to sacrifice your life for the benefit of the state. That's why I like when Aramis, I know I'm jumping a little bit, but when Aramis says, you know, we're soldiers and we do whatever our orders are, even if that leads to death. Yes. Does that make you the good soldier? That's what I think that's the lesson between, and that's why I chose two good soldiers. That's why I am always marveling at titles because they're so intricately woven into a storyline yeah. mm-hmm. and how relevant every episode title becomes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? I'm so happy that we come to find out because the next thing you find out is just Travel saying he didn't know that he, he was he was he was misled. He did not know he knew what the order was to give the information, but he did not know that it was gonna be like a slaughter. Right. Do you believe that though? In I do. Way? I mean I do. I mean But I mean, he, where do you draw the line at that? I don't think he would have given a location if he knew, yep, twenty of your men are gonna be murdered. Yeah. I don't think he would have done that. That's not in his character. I mean maybe I mean he would give it if there was like a battle and yeah. they were ready. He like they're trained. They can He would have given them a heads up or something right. like that. I mean, because you could still have your distraction if they knew you're listen, everybody, you're gonna get attacked. Keep keep on keeping on, like yeah. fight the good fight, but we need this distraction because something else is going yeah, on. So then I was, tell you about. was the good soldier title in sarcasm? Was Treville really the good soldier who did what he was told without asking questions that caused his men to get killed? That too. I think it means a lot. I think I think they went they're like, What should we need this this episode, guys? Let's think of something so vague. But yet, so right on, it can, it can it contribute to, to everybody. All of them. Well, as yeah. they say, a soldier's not to question why a soldier's but to do and die. Sure. Who says that? That is from the Charge of the Light Brigade. Okay. Oh, nice. Is that who they are? No. Oh. It's a famous. It's poem. A poem. We said that's what they say. It's a famous. It's a I'm sorry. That's what people say okay. about soldiers. There's okay. a famous poem about I'm soldiers. I'm just saying, man. Yes. <laughs> onward, onward. Mm-hmm. Anywho's. Uh, so Aramis doesn't question why, and he shoots Marzak. Mm-hmm. It's very. What was the thing? In he shot, he shot the the. He thing shot in front the powder in front of him so that Aramis wouldn't really sh- be able to shoot him because mm. it, it basically exploded, so he couldn't see. Yes. Well, then, why didn't he just shoot Treville straight? He didn't want. He didn't really want to shoot Treville. I don't think. After being there, after talking to him, after finding out what happened, getting the backstory on why Treville actually did. I think he still wanted to kill him. I did, too. I think he would have, though. I think he had the opportunity to take the shot. I think, shot. well, because he had two guns. One for so each of So, if he did the powder and blocked him, he still have another gun, but to shoot Treville, but Aramis was too quick. Aramis shot two shots, though, too. He shot his first shot high into the left, pulled his second gun, uh, and shot him. Oh, uh, yeah. That's very quick Yeah. 
<laughs> Good eye. I still think Always. he wanted to kill him. It's yeah, no, just... I do too. I think he did. I mean, like you said, his his soul was left at that battlefield. Any sort of logical reasoning mm-hmm. or an attachment he would have had to Javel, he's already so absorbed and obsessed with what had happened. And regardless whether or not he knew, he still, in a way, to probably what he believe, um, Marsak believes is like you betrayed us. This is on you. Um, it could just be bad judgment in calling what to shoot what first. What to shoot first. You know? I, I like, disagree. It, you don't think he wanted to. I disagree. So here's why I disagree. In the episode, he, Marzak says to Aramis, you know how this has to end. When he's dying, he says it's better to die a musketeer mm-hmm, than like, like a, a dog. dog. In that moment, I feel like getting the information... Knowing that he could die, it was closure for him oh. to not shoot Treville, but expose Treville for what he is. Because now there's distrust on against Treville and the things that he's done and maybe his alliances with people, and the Musketeers know that. Yeah. Marzak goes out with closure, still looks like a there good was, person. There was a scene, yes. You know what, I can agree with you a little bit, because there was a scene, a point where I almost thought he was going to turn the gun on himself. I there was just like a split, a like the split second that I thought he was going to do it when after he he addressed Aramis. So I guess I could see that happening. Like at least we know we got down to the bottom of it. Yeah. Peace out, I'm gone. Minus saying peace out, I'm gone. Right, and at the very end we have a nice little burial scene. <laughs> yeah, again, Aramis says a few words. Super touching. And stabs his sword in the ground. He's going out like a musketeer, yep. the way yeah. he should have gone out five, five years, years ago. Yeah, which I think means what the dishonor has left him now. Yeah. They're kind of like taking that up. Like, don't worry, you didn't abandon us, basically. Right, and that's it, because he didn't shoot Treville in that moment that he could have easily mm-hmm. shot Treville and Aramis. Mm-hmm. This is him going out with, with honor, with honor, with a bang. So to speak. Yeah. Well, I mean, he shot the gunpowder, so. He did shoot the gunpowder. All right. And we also have a little scene in there, too, with Constance and D'Artagnan having Mm -hmm. a little moment. He's touching her hips and Mm -hmm. behind her and, you know, setting stuff up for that carrot that's dangling in front of us. Yes. And Savoy signs the Yeah. But my favorite part was then, like, he walks out and the cardinal, like, leans into the king and is like, you know, that, you know, nephew of yours is going to make a a nice uh, king one day. And he's like, yeah, he's still young. He's like, oh. or no, he accidents said, he happen. Said, no. Accidents happen. We didn't even say he's still young. He just said that. Oh, but the king or the duke is still, you know, oh, still, healthy, still healthy and alive and fits. And he's like, accidents can happen. A little so. foreshadowing. Oh snap! Yeah. All right, that's our after show. Yep. Epic yeah. guys, thanks for being here. All right, so we need to move into a little bit of uh, afterbus TV predictions. And now your afterbus TV. All right, so I got to tell you a funny story here, real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, in the next week's episode, we see a little bit about Porthos, and we're probably going to get some of his back history. So, last week on Twitter, I got a text message or a Twitter message from Jessica Pope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pope Jessica on Twitter. What's up? Shout out to you. She's one of the producers from the Musketeers show, and she's talking about how much she loves our predictions for nice. what's going to happen next week. So, I just wanted to share that because I thought that was really cool. I hope I, I hope we don't disappoint now. Crap, I know. Pressure. Now there's. I mean, Why couldn't you tell us? <laughs> Jessica, you're welcome. There's so pressure. pressure. You couldn't have told us this. No, as, after. no. I, I like the pressure, you guys. All right, for that for that very reason, Liz, you're going first. Oh man. Oh no. All right. I, I honestly, you know, I love this. I love how they give previews, but it happens so fast. So like at the end of it, we're just all looking at each other. I'm like, well, it's going to circle around Porthos. Uh, <laughs> and they give you so many little chunks of things. Yeah, I mean, all I saw was a, another guy uh, 
I don't know. I wonder if that guy's related to him or something from his past. I mean, like it's an it's another it's another black guy, and and you know maybe he's from the same past with like the slaves and the mother. And I mean, it was just maybe he didn't make it out. I mean. I just feel Maybe. like that that little glimpse of what we got of Porthos's past and what his mother did and how he worked so hard to get to where he is. I hope next week's episode focuses more on that. Like, well, what did happen? Where did you come from? What did you have to do? Who's this dude? Like, who had an accent? Like, he's from maybe a colony in Africa. Um, so, or I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't only hear a little bit of it, but I, I just hope it circles around that. I want to find out more about Porthos. Um, we already know a little bit about, you know, um, Athos. Athos. Like they say the same. Um, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> and are we going to get any more about uh, Constance and D'Artagnan? I mean, I hope I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's got to throw that in there. Gotta, are that the carrot. Queen and Aramis going to see each other? I don't know if it's going to be next episode. Too soon? Too soon for the Queen and Amherst? I think so. Yeah. They're going to dangle that a little longer, too. It's gonna Every out. time they're yeah. in the same space, there's going to be all that sexual tension. He yeah. was spacing out a little bit in the I very know. opening scene, so I think he was into it. Yeah. Was, look, yeah. Kate, what do you think? Um, I'm excited to see what happens to Porthos. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always game for some D'Artagnan and Constance. Okay. I want to see Milady come back yes. and cause some drama and see what she's been up to, because you know she always has some something going on. She's always scheming yeah. to do something. So I, w- I really enjoyed last week's episode when we learned so much about her and Athos's backstory. Mm-hmm. So I want to you so know, bring less, that. Less procedural story, more overarching yeah. story. I like, I like a little bit of both. I don't mind procedural. I like it. Yeah. But I want a little bit more of some overarching stuff. I, I actually, going on yours too, I also hope if Milady shows up, I, I want to know what the heck if Athos... Rem- does he still remember what happened? Does he rem- does he recall seeing her, or does he think it was all a dream and something happened and his house burned down? Yeah, because they never because we never on. yeah we don't know what his take. Oh, and is. also on YouTube we we talked about last week. Speaking of uh, happening last week, um, Porthos wasn't injured this week. Oh, after he got we shot, thought he would have we like shot. A he was, but sore apparently arm. later in the season there is a time where someone gets hurt and it carries over. Okay. Oh, okay. So this this week no coming up later. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, I agree. I want to see more about Porthos. I hope there's more with Porthos and D'Artagnan because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. I like getting a little bit more with D'Artagnan because obviously he is the main character of the Three Musketeers. Yes. Mm-hmm. So his story is the most important about his progress in becoming a musketeer. And I, I want to see the kiss. I want a kiss. Soon. Soon. I don't care if it's Aramis and Queen, which yeah, I'd like more, I think, than if it's D'Artagnan and Constance. Yeah. Like that's that's definitely gonna happen eventually. Drama. Yeah, yeah. All right. Super drama. All right, that wraps it up here at the Afterbuzz TV Musketeers recap after show. Uh, Liz, tell the people where they can find more about you. Hey guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lizzie Maui. That's L-I-Z-Z-Y-M-A-W-Y. You can also find me on the Sword Art Online panel here on Sunday nights and on Dominion on Thursdays. Oh snap. With you. Kate Aquilano. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kate Aquilano. It's a hard last name. It's A-Q-U-I-L-L-A-N-O. And you can find me Wednesday nights on the Young and Hungry panel. Oh, man. And as always, you can find me at RyanHooks92 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat. Also on the Big Brother panel on Thursday nights. Bringing home the house guests with reality TV. Nice. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll be here next week for Kate, Liz, I'm Ryan. See you later. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.